0: Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on idahosports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on idahosports.com, your one-stop shop for everything District 3 week in, week out here in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by Logan Green, our Treasure Valley expert. What's up, LG?
1: Oh, not much, Brandon. You know, just uh, just living life. <laughs> well one's sick in my family so it's uh it's a great it's a great time to be alive clean bill of health (laughs) yeah
0: all we can ask for um okay so uh fans that are watching this you can watch this podcast uh every week on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page i will note we're having some slight difficulties with our facebook page currently in terms of uh, me posting the videos so if you want to see what we're up to Go check out that YouTube channel. And honestly, while you're there, can you hit the subscribe button? It's that little bell icon. That's going to help us out a ton. I've set a goal for the new year, right? You get into the year 2023, the new year. Everybody sets their goals and resolutions in your personal life. And honestly, in your professional life, you should set some goals for the upcoming year as well. Logan, I have made it my goal to get the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel to 1000 subscribers we're like at 670 ish so we're like two-thirds of the way there but i'm hoping everybody can help us cross that finish line and help get our youtube channel over the top so if you if you want to watch the video of this until we get this facebook problem solved you're going to have to do it at youtube and while you're there please hit that subscribe button that's going to help us out tremendously
1: yeah it doesn't it doesn't cost you a thing and if you're looking for a way to support idaho sports but not monetarily just it's a click so Uh, That'd be great, guys. Thanks. Definitely. Uh,
0: The audio uh, version of this uh, podcast, of course, available at at IdahoSports.com on the homepage. Across the top, you'll see uh, a little tab that says PrepCasts. There's a little drop-down menu. You click on Treasure Valley PrepCast, and you can listen to the podcast there. Uh, You can also subscribe and download this podcast wherever you download your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, uh, Etc. So, um, you can subscribe and download there as well. Uh, if you are, if you are watching slash listening, and obviously you are because you're hearing what I have to say, you can, you, you'll notice I sound a little different this week. Uh, usually I've got this really slick podcast mic that I talk into. Um, but, uh, it's not working.
1: So, you know, this is just a prop today, Logan. Uh, yeah, not, was mine like broke. I guess that's what I get for buying a $20 one on Amazon. So, um, Hopefully, hopefully the earbuds work okay at least. Yes.
0: So yes, the Idahosports.com pledge drive for uh for the- <laughs> starts <Yeah>. now.
1: <laughs> Cue the sad music, right? On the infomercial.
0: That's right. Operators are standing by. This is where we bring in all the celebrities for the telethon and like Wayne DeZubac is in the back answering. <laughs> <to us.
1: laughs> hey, that would be kind of fun, actually. I would I would attend that taking phone calls in the back with all the Idaho sports people. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good time to sure. answer all one phone call. That's uh, probably an angry phone call that you know yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, speaking speak of things that make people angry, Logan, we'll get into it. We started this new feature, the IdahoSports.com Daily Top 25 Rankings for, for Girls and Boys Basketball. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, people didn't like it. <laughs> like So we, we initially were ranking the, the basketball teams 1 through 25 based on their IdahoSports.com power ranking number. But what I failed uh, to, to, to discover when I started this endeavor is that um, – our power rankings algorithm is kind of skewed towards the, the, the smaller schools your two a's and one a's simply because there tend to be more lopsided results because you'll you'll have a school that's got you know six players going up against uh Melba, for example and so the the disparity is greater whereas for a 5a 3a generally the numbers are a little more even so uh, we we kind of revamped it this week. We basically now it's still the top 25. Here are the 25 best teams according to our power rankings. But instead of ranking them one through 25, it's basically okay. Here are the 5A schools and how they're ranked. Here's the 4A schools and how they're ranked. And so uh, I think it's I think it's a lot better. Everybody keeps complaining, you know, <laughs> that uh, especially on the boys side, you know, how come Hawaii isn't ranked? And it's like, well, first of all, they still haven't played very many games. Second of all, they took some losses to some really good out-of-state teams. As they play more games, they will accumulate
1: more points. Right. I mean, if you look at their schedule right now, they sit at six and four. And I mean, you're right. Uh, It's a computer that makes that ranking. So the computer doesn't have emotions and um, the foresight to say, yes, Hawaii will be a great team and probably playing in the state tournament. It can't look at that and say we can all see that. Um, but you know, people always say this with college football, right? That there shouldn't be rankings until uh, you know a certain period of time um, because you don't you don't know anything and all that. But but this is this is a computer, and you know what, Hawaii, they'll get there, right? And and I've seen other people say that too. I think people I've seen people up north say something about Lake City not being in there. Just, just, just wait. It'll come. Like, <laughs> right. It always, it always gives me a good chuckle. So
0: Definitely. Uh, so I, I bring up the power rankings because in girls basketball, far and away, the team with the best power ranking is Melba. Uh, not only for 2A, but for the entire state of Idaho. And they just continue to add to that. The big matchup last night, we're recording this on Wednesday, January 11th. The big matchup was was Tuesday the 10th. It was Cole Valley, Christian, and Melba. In the rematch, and Melba wins again by a final score of uh, it was a, it was a margin of thirteen points. They they ended up winning by a final score of forty six to 33 Thank you. Yeah. So Melba improves to seventeen and zero on the season. They're now seven and zero in Western Idaho Conference play. They've got a two game lead basically now on Cold Valley Christian as they swept the season series. Hallie Arnold, 16 points. Kendall Clark added 12 for Melba. The question that I posed on today's post on the website, IdahoSports.com, you can check out the homepage right now. It's right there for our uh, Wednesday top 25 daily rankings for girls basketball. The question I posed is, can anybody catch Melba? Coal Valley is trying, and they definitely improved. The first time they played, Cold Valley lost by 24. This time they only lost by 13. Cold Valley is definitely getting better as the season goes along, but is it going to be enough to overcome Melba, this juggernaut at the top?
1: And I, I don't think that the answer is not, I don't think so. I don't think anybody can. And you know what? You know, I, I've seen I saw some of the arguments out there where people were saying, you know what, there's no way that this team would ever beat this team, that you know, this little team would beat this big team. I Don't know if you can say that about Melba. I mean, they have beaten 5A SIC teams that, that are good. They beat Middleton and they beat Mountain View, just to name two of them, right? And those are two teams that you know, I've got some stuff on them later to, to talk about, but those teams could very well be at the state tournament at the 5A. Uh, you know. Are they the best teams? No, clearly Boise, Timberline, you know, are, are, are an upper echelon. And I don't know if, if Melba is in that category, but man, you throw them in the 5A SIC. And I don't think that they I don't think they have a losing record. I, I don't think so. And, you know, I, I think that they will continue to stay that top dog. Is anybody going to stop them running up to the state tournament? And I, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I'm more optimistic, I guess, because I see Cole Valley Christian. I see, you know, Matt Banglinger is one of the best coaches around. They've, they've, they've definitely gotten better as the season goes along. And the only reason I guess I'm optimistic is because we saw this happen last year, except the roles were reversed, where Cole Valley beat Melba in both of the regular season matchups. But you could That's tell true. Melba was getting better and better. And then when we got to districts in the district championship game, Melba actually won, right? Melba topped cold valley now of course the chargers got the ultimate last lap they took out melba in last year's semi-finals gets the championship beat aberdeen so they're the reigning champs so i mean history just from last year tells us that that gap can be made up so i guess i'm more optimistic i still would lean melba but i think cold valley could
1: yeah Do it. and i guess i shouldn't be so quick to jump the gun to bury the defending state champs right so i i guess you know they are the defending state champs right now the the, the crown is there until so somebody takes it and i still think Melbourne has the best chance to take it but right now you look at those two and you just think i know a lot of times we, we've seen it in football where the the you know the conference here 2 a gets to state and then j- just can't get it done right can't get a win at state These eastern idaho teams even though they might be 500 the, the aberdeens Bear lakes west side's um, they, they somehow still win that game against um, our teams over here. But I, I don't think that's the case this it, it, with girls basketball. <laughs> I right. think that we we might have the best two teams in that, in Melba and Cole Valley over here. And, I mean, that's what the power rankings show. I think it it is correct in that, in that regard.
0: Yes. Uh, Melba and Cole Valley played four times last year. We could definitely see that again this year. I don't, don't be surprised if they end up meeting four times in districts and at state as well. So uh, 2A basketball on the girls' side continues to be Melba. Uh, let's let's move to the 3A ranks, Logan, where Weezer uh, stood out to you over the past
1: week. Yeah, and this is one thing. We talked a lot about Parma girls' basketball last week, right? And r- rightfully so. I mean, they're on top of the league. They're fantastic, looking great. Um, really, you know, look at this for Parma. They only have one game. They have two games where they have won by less than 10 points. One of those was against Weezer, and then another one was against Ryrie over at, at one of the tournaments over there. Um, now, of course, they did lose two games in there. So I'm talking about wins, right? And those two losses were against two, right? Melvin, and Cole Valley, ironically. Um, but they are just rolling through. So that's part of what we talked about on last week. Um, but but Weezer on the girls' side, they, they had the one loss to Parma, and that was all the way back on December 15th. Um, they've won six in a row by more than 10 points, um, and only one of their losses or one of their wins was by less than 10. And that was by eight against American Falls, where they beat American Falls by eight. Other than that, they have been beating everybody by double digits. And so I, I look at Weezer and say, okay, well, let's hold on. You know, we, we jumped and said this, you know, we talked so much about Parma, um, but, but then this last week, they beat Payette, and they only gave up eight points to Payette in that game. Um, so that's the second game where they've allowed less than 10 points in a game. Uh, they beat McCall Donnelly, and they beat Homedale. Um, So I just think right now the Weezer girls are are rolling, and this is a team last year that rolled at the right time, right? They got that half seed from the district, and everybody kind of wrote them off because they had to play Timberlake and thing. oh, that you know, that league up there is so strong, and and uh, and I feel bad because I know I was talking to to one of our great sponsors of um, Weezer broadcasts, and um, it was uh, Council had made it into the tournament already, and I had talked to them and said, you know, if Weezer makes it, would you like to support Weezer as you usually do? And she said, if when Weezer makes it. And I kind of was like, all right, we'll see how that goes. And they they did. And I called her back, and I ate my crow and said, yeah, I was wrong. Um, Weezer proves us wrong. And you know what? They look better this year, right, starting off with this incredible run that they're on right now. And so just needed to get some props to we, we- the Weezer girls um, for the way they started their season.
0: Yeah, they are so good. And, and when you look at the power rankings um... – the gap has, has shrunk between Parma and Weezer in, in our IdahoSports.com power rankings
1: to where they're now basically within a point of each other. So And they're one and two, not just in the league, but in the state is Parma and it's Weezer. And so right now, girls basketball is, you know, you look around the state and, and there's some, you know, maybe maybe our one A teams are not at the power rankings, but five A. 4A, you know, Bishop Kelly being there, 3A, 2A. There are some very strong teams. And there could be potentially right, a couple of Treasure All Treasure Valley matchups. Um, if it all goes according to plan, right? Um, in semifinals or state championships come March, yeah. February, I guess I should say.
0: Really impressive uh with Weezer, Toby Neuer, such a fun player to watch. She is so yeah. amazing with the ball in her hands. Whether she's shooting it or or setting somebody else up, she she's slick out there. So, yeah, good good job, Weezer. Let's swing down to the one uh, where uh, another school that's caught your eye uh, and it's caught our eye a couple of times this year, but we haven't really done the deep dive on them yet. And
1: That's Greenleaf Friends. At the yeah, and you know you know they they had a Rimrock sits at top of the league right now, right? Right. But they. You, the the loss that they have that Greenleaf has is to Rimrock, right? And it was a close game, a couple of points. Um, they were right there in that one, um, and, and they do have a win against Notice, who of course went to state last year for the girls. And so I think Greenleaf has been quietly floating behind or under the radar, and they might have two of the best players that you've never heard about, right? Um, I think Hope Miller. Um, some of her stat lines over the last couple of games, she dropped 15 points against garden Valley, 19 against Idaho city, 18 against victory charter and 21 against notice to go along with eight rebounds against a team from state a year ago. So hope Miller's been tearing it up for the Grizzlies. Um, also her teammate, Shay Olson, Shay dropped 31 points against cascade 31 points. Um, that is a heck of an effort. That will get you a player of the game no matter what level of basketball you're playing if you drop 31. Um, and then 23 against Rimrock against the team, right, that that is sitting at the top of the league is when when Shea Olsen decided to show up and play a phenomenal game, right? Um, and so I think these two players – we, we've talked about it, and and you see it at state tournaments where a player will take over. You see it in, in college basketball, right? You always think back to the the run that UConn had a couple of years ago with Kemba Walker, right? A player will step up and win somebody a championship in some regards. There, it, it happens where maybe a team that you don't expect, but they you know they they show up, and that's a team that I think Greenleaf potentially has that ability, right? That they have two players. That could step up and and cause an issue. I'm not saying they're going to win the state championship, but they will cause an issue. I think uh, for teams going forward, um, that they won't be an easy out for anybody, regardless of whether it's just in conference or if it's at a state tournament.
0: It's really impressive, and of course they got to get there because uh, that district, yeah, two teams to state. We we like Rimrock a lot, although you know Rimrock didn't make it last year. Um, they got upset. Uh, but, but it, it really is to me that second spot. There's a couple of teams that are angling for it and, and Greenleaf Prince has just as, as good of a shot as anybody to get it. So,
1: yeah, no, sorry. Did I say Rimrock got it last year? I meant notice is the one that, that showed up last year, but Rimrock had a great season, just kind of got upset there, um, as they went, but, um, kudos to them. Um, you, you know, on the boy side, um, Council played an interesting game this week, right? They went and played McCall. Yeah. And uh, it's not – we see this occasionally, right? We see it with Lapway um, at the one eighty one level where they've played 5A teams and beat them, and that that's a different beast. That's Lapway being one of the – not they are one of the best teams in the state, period. Doesn't matter, classification. Um, but the Council boys – go and lose. I mean, they lost by, I think, 14 or 15 points to to McCall Donnelly. Um, but that's it. <laughs> you know, I guess there's no, there's no win and a loss, right? But I think you can take some positives away from it and say, hey, you know what, we, we played a, a tough 3A team that is consistently in the state tournament, consistently makes runs at the state tournament, and, and has done so for the last couple of years, and we hung with them. And so I think that's a good take-home for council, uh, right? And I think that's a good sign for the district as well because if you look down at Garden Valley, right, Garden Valley has that that loss to council. That was a close loss against council uh, for Garden Valley. But, you know, they've got – Garden Valley right now has got four straight wins to their record, all of them by at least 19 points, and they beat Cascade, who a lot of people have, as the leader, right, in the conference coming in that people thought Cascade – was going to be the top dog or you know cascade or council somewhere in there um and and, or council excuse me a lot of people thought cascade might be that second to council right um but uh, garden valley i think has overtaken that spot clearly and has cemented themselves as that second spot and potentially again you know they're going to play in a couple weeks and you never know garden valley might be able to take them down
0: okay see this is why this is why the show works because we have dissenting opinions sometimes on things i I agree with you that uh it, it's it's those three teams council cascade Garden Valley cascade was picked as the preseason pick in our preseason coaches poll and and even though Garden Valley's got the the, the win over cascade um Cascade did play council really tough earlier in the season council only won by four. 45, 41 sure. So I I just think these three teams are all still incredibly even. And it really could boil down to really, you know, just who has the best night shooting. For council, especially Logan, we'll have a lot to, to talk about in two weeks because their kind of their defining stretch of the year is coming up next Thursday and Saturday, the 19th and the 21st. A pair of home games. Cascade on Thursday, the 19th, Garden Valley at home on saturday the 21st so council if they can hold serve on their home floor and win those two games they they probably win the regular season conference title
1: sure yeah and you know i i would agree with that i think right now council has kind of showed that they are the top dog um, because they have beaten garden valley and they have um beaten beaten cascade like you said yeah that was a close game um, but I, I'm just impressed with counts or a garden Valley and how they won that game on Saturday by 19 points over on the road, on the road, no less. That's true. Um, just, just a little impressive, but you know, you look at what um, Cascade did. Again, they played canvas County who might be one of the better um, D two schools and they, they played them tough, didn't win that game, but you know, sh- showed up and with a good effort. So um yeah, and you know what? This conference always – it seems like there are three teams that are typically pretty good, and but they only get those two bids, and uh, sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow. Or do they get two and a half? Um, I don't know what the split is this year, but it's just – its the 2-3 game, right, that determines who gets the auto bid or whatever it is, those two teams are always so even, and I it always I always feel bad in this conference. Uh, to see who loses that game because they could have easily been in and i mean what was it two years ago three years ago cascade got that second bid and made a run to the state championship game ended up losing to lakeside but nobody had them beating Carey in the first round and they did it and nobody had them beating north Jim in the second round and they did it um and so I, you know it's, anything can happen with the two seat coming out of this conference
0: yes as a reminder i'll kind of tell what every district three gets for each classification so at one a d two they get two bits stay. just the two two there's no there's no play in games at all for one a d two so it's two and that's it so they, you're right that two three matchup oh man
1: that consolation game it's, is gonna be Even the one like if you lose that like cat it's not council has won both games but it's not like they've run right. them out of the building you know so it's gonna be pretty fun to watch yeah. it.
0: 1-A-D-1, and this is for girls and boys, obviously. For 1-A-D-1, for they get two and a half. So there is a chance, we talked about with the Greenleaf girls, You know, if they finish third, they could still play their way in. They would have to play the second-place team from – or excuse me, they would have to play the champion of District 5-6. That is going to be Grace on the girls' side, probably Grace on the boys' side. That's a tall order. Uh, yeah. I would rather get one of those two bids um, because Grace is very good in both right. boys and basketball. 2A gets two and a half bids. Uh, the third place team would have to play the champion, or excuse me, the second place team from district one, two up north. Um, that's a winnable game on, on both the boys and girls side, I think. Um, yeah. And that more, makes
1: me feel good about the boys side for sure. Like, because, I mean, we've seen New Plymouth come on really strong and Nampa Christian on the boys side um, outside of, you know, the Coal Valley and the Melba. Right. Um, and, you know, and I think playing in this league, it, you could see three for both boys and girls there.
0: Yeah. Nampa Christian, very quietly, 10 and 2. Uh, Matt yeah. Gregory, first year head coach, he'd been the JV coach prior, has done a fantastic job. Uh, with those guys, Landon Mills and company, and all the great Nampa Christian players there, uh, 3A gets uh, two and a half bids. Third place will play the second place team from 5-6. That's going to be a tough playing game. You're looking at like Teton, Sugar Salem, uh, Marsh Valley, Snake River, somebody. That's that's yeah. going to be tough, that'll be a tough game on the boys' side. Um, on the girls' side, maybe a little easier, but uh, I don't know. Still, it's kind of a coin flip to me. 4A gets two, and that's it. No play-in games at all for 4A. And then 5A gets uh, – f- could be as many as six, could be as few as four. Fifth and sixth will play the second-place team from the North and the East. And uh, So there's
1: two – at there's potentially – there's two play-in games. So six teams could make it from District 5.
0: Could. Now, when you look at girls basketball for 5A, I just don't see that happening. North yeah. Idaho has – Lake City, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls—all three really incredible right. teams. In the East, you have Thunder Ridge, which is still undefeated, and Rigby, who's also very strong. So yeah. I don't know—it's going to be tough for the Treasure Valley in five A girls, uh, and and even in five A boys, you know, uh, Rigby and Madison from the East are both really good. Yeah. Um, and then up north, uh, you've got Lake City. Lake City is
1: phenomenal. Yeah. Uh,
0: and and, Co- and Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Coeur beat up on, on Eagle and Meridian when they came up and played in boys basketball. Right. Well,
1: so I don't know. You, you want to
0: get one of those four auto bids from, from sure.
1: The, so. it, and you know, like this is where I was going to jump next. Yeah. I was talking about, we'll start with the girls. Um, but, uh, you know, Boise, and this is what we talked about last week. And, and I, I did two five sic girls games this week I was there for, um, Middleton and Mountain View and then Middleton and Bora. Um, and you know Boise and Timberline I they they should get the one and the two I think that that's pretty clear uh this week we we talked a lot about Hawaii's girls last week right and and how they had kind of come on strong and won a couple games and all of a sudden Rocky Mountain and it's really funny because I did that game with Paul and I kept talking about the Hawaii girls and he's like you're not talking about Rocky Mountain girls so I need to apologize to them for not because they come out and they beat they beat Hawaii so they they shut me up um and they win that game. So, so you know, right, you get four bids to to State automatically, six overall. I mean, I think Boise and Timberline are, like I said, in that mix. And I think there is a group of five schools that are going to fight for those final, I guess, technically four spots, right? Because um, two are going to get in and then two are going to go to a play-in game. It, correct? That, that's how it's going to work? Um, I think you're going to see obviously Owyhee, rocky mountain and eagle and then i also think kuna and middleton are going to be mixed up in there um and mountain view as well so that really i guess there's there's six teams fighting for four i meant to say um six um but uh you know at the middleton mountain view right that game um middleton had 17 points in the first quarter um finished with 39 going into overtime So they only scored 22 the rest of the way, and that was something It was a little disappointing to see if you're a Middleton fan, right, where you started off very strong and then Mountain View defense just just stepped up and shut them down. And Middleton, they're so young. And Mountain View, for that regard, is young too, but they don't have a player, I think, yet, yet, like a Demi Thompson, who came in and completely took over that game in the fourth quarter in overtime for Mountain View. And she ran away with it. She, you know, she made her free throws. Middleton, I think they probably missed eight free throws in overtime and the fourth quarter. Just, just make one free throw and you, you win the game, right? And and they just could not do it. Uh, and so Mountain View, a team that obviously lost a lot from where they had been, uh, but a team that still has won what two of the past three state championships at the girl's level. And so I think Mountain View, a team that that can be mixed in there. I just think that that, that group is going to beat up on each other and eventually we'll see some separation. Um, but but I think you you could see – and then last night, Middleton beat Bora by, uh, I don't know, 30 points, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And there was a running clock in the fourth quarter. Like it, it could have been – you know, they, they kind of backed off. It could have been their, – their defense was tough. They were stealing the ball um, with the press, and, and they looked good. So two different versions of Middleton <laughs> – Happen to see this week, um, so I, I think that you know those six teams are really going to be fighting for those final four spots.
0: Yeah, yep, that's uh, a very astute and uh, great summary of what's happening at the five A level. Uh, I did want to note uh, boys five A SIC last night. Eagle got a very tough win over Centennial in overtime, 66, yeah. sixty-two. And so we we thought coming in, oh yeah, a Eagle, kind of the top two. Then there's another tier. I don't know. That top five, six is all kind of blended to me with Mountain View beating Owyhee and yeah. you know, barely beating Centennial, right?
1: So, you know, Mountain View, right, beat beat Owyhee. Um, And I was talking to, to Micah Cranny on Saturday. Um, he's the great, the great PA voice of Idaho, the GOAT, as I say. Um, but, but he was telling me, you know, he, he does Mountain View's PA, and he usually does it there at the Ford Idaho Center for Championships. Um, weekend. So you've probably, if you've been to a championship game, you've probably heard Micah on the PA, but uh, he was just telling me how Mountain View has kind of grown as the season's gone along that they have, you know, they, they, they had some bumps in the roads early, but things are clicking, you know, they, they've got a freshman out there playing point guard um, that, that was controlling led to, you know, he he dished that final assist for the win um, in that game against Hawaii and that, that Mountain View has come on very strong over the last couple of weeks, um, really kind of found their footing, found their ground. And so maybe are, are they the one? I mean, they beat Hawaii, right? And that that was the gold standard, so to say, is what people had been measuring up to. And, and, uh, and man, um, maybe Mountain View. And like you mentioned, with with Eagle going uh, with, with some tough games, um, maybe it's not as clear cut. Maybe it's a little more murky at the top of the 5ASIC than we originally thought.
0: Yeah, definitely could be. So that's a a good look at what's going on in 5A hoops. And then 4A hoops. You're like, let's give some 4A love. Well, Logan, let's give some love to your school of the week. Yeah. Where you single out an overall school that had a good week across the board. Who we got this week?
1: Yeah, so Bishop Kelly. uh, We're going to go with Bishop Kelly as our school of the week. They had exactly zero losses on the week for both the boys and the girls' side. So a great – week of basketball if you're a bishop kelly fan uh let's start with the boys right so the boys played a couple of games this week um including some games against some i mean you look at bishop kelly's record they're only four and seven overall and so i think people might might scoff at that and say yeah they're not that great um, but but you gotta look at who they played i mean they played eagle preston pocatello centennial post falls quarter like the lake city does anybody have a more brutal in-state schedule than that? I don't know. Um, so anyways, but returning back home, getting into conference play, they knocked off Valley View. They knocked off Emmett. And then on the road at CUNA, a 5A school, able to come away with a win there. So congrats I, you know, to the boys squad. And that was a close game that was right here on IdahoSports.com. Um, but, but a close game um, there. And then the girls also won their opening or, you know, their conference game, I guess I should say. And really the girls have also looked pretty good. I think throughout the year as well, they're set at 12 and three overall, uh, but the, the girls six and zero in conference, um, they had a win last week over Columbia and then over Ridgeview as well. And, you know, the Columbia game was close. Um, Columbia, I think a lot of people like them as that second spot. And obviously, so they're six and one in conference. So they've been rolling through, Uh, but then a big win for Bishop Kelly over Ridgeview. So I think they got past their one hurdle in conference, which was winning at Columbia. Um, They'll match up with Columbia at home um, on January 27th, but Bishop Kelly, team of the week, boys and girls undefeated on the week. So congrats to them.
0: Yeah. And for the Bishop Kelly boys, uh, I had a chance to cover them earlier this year when they played at post falls, this is a team that had to start over. I mean, they lost, I mean, All of their guys, not all their guys, they brought back some role players, but they they pretty much had to start from scratch. Uh, Rakeem Johnson has done phenomenally well. As long as you can stay out of foul trouble, uh, Rakeem Johnson is is a great (laughs) post player for BK, Uh, really good offensive tackle for that football team as well. Yeah, I was going
1: to say he had some great blocks in that game against Minico specifically that I did. We called his name. You don't call an offensive lineman specifically very often unless they are playing lights out and we his name was called many times in that football game
0: yes um and then uh on the other side of that uh, it, it was a lot of those football players that play basketball maybe more so than in years past at bishop kelly so it took them a little time since they got all the way to the championship in football to get their yeah. legs out of them um and then and then the other big storyline with bishop kelly is jack dennis the all-state linebacker um was going to be a starter for Bishop Kelly this year, was really looking at embracing that leadership role. He's already been a leader on the football field, but taking it to the basketball court as well. Um, he ends up having to have season ending uh, surgery um, to get ready for college football. Cause he's going to, you know, he's going to play at the next level. And so, you know, made that tough decision to, Hey, I got to get this taken care of. So he's, he's out for the season now for Bishop Kelly. So that's the guy you were kind of counting on to be your captain and your team leader. Yeah. Um, and so they, so they're also trying to find then, you know, who takes on that leadership role. Uh, Rakeem Johnson, certainly, I think Joseph Berend is a guy that really has been coming on the last couple of games for, for BK as well. Um, so I don't know, they're, they're continuing to be a work in progress and talking to their coaches. They said, of course, the wins and losses are nice, but we want to create experiences for these kids so they can go back and talk about, you know, 10, 20 years down the road. Hey, we played Bish- uh, we played Pocatello. I guarded Julian Bowie, who played yeah. the State. We went up and we played Lake City. We played the best. We played a kid that's going to Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Played- so, I mean, so they-
1: they're really embracing the experience this year. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what, like they, they took care of business against Valley view and Emmett, like those weren't very close games. And I think maybe that the trial and tribulations for them, so to say in the early season, uh, you hope that that pays dividends come conference time. And right now, I mean, they've got a couple of winnable games in front of them. Um, Valley view is kind of the pesky one that always seems to play around with flirting with, you know, being at the top and all that. And They took care of business there and, you know what? Like you know, outside of Ridgeview and Skyview, I gotta like I gotta like Bishop Skelly chances in conference.
0: Yeah, that'll be fascinating to see how that all unfolds as the uh, season goes along.
1: All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the
0: Treasure Valley Prepcast. You might be asking, "Hey, Raleigh Lane happened?" Uh, hello, biggest wrestling meet of the year. We will talk about that and more on our standalone wrestling podcast, the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast. Uh, you can catch that live. Uh, we're going to be doing it uh, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Mountain Time on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. You can also subscribe to the Matt Chat PrepCast and get it an audio uh, only that way. So that's where you're going to get all your Raleigh Lane breakdowns on the Idaho Matt Chat PrepCast. But,
1: uh, Logan, as always, great yeah, talking hoops with you. Yeah, it's always a fun time of year. Is I can't believe it that we're only like three weeks Three and a half weeks, four weeks from um teams punching tickets that there will be, you know, district championships played in, in a month. So it's right around the corner. Pretty wild. <laughs> Pretty wild. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, to the Treasure Valley Prep
0: for Logan Green. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on Idahosports.com.